please be advised, this episode may include depictions of murder, sexual content, and foul language that is not suitable for children. Parental discretion is advised. Welcome back to Wickedness. I'm Lenny. And I'm Matt. How are you guys? <laughs> yeah, I guess I can. <laughs> you How like that? How are you guys? You like yeah. that? <laughs> let's, let's see if they answer. <laughs> I heard them. They said wonderful. We're doing wonderfully. We're wonderful. <laughs> now that we get to listen to your podcast. Right? The best, best time of my week, right? Yeah. Yeah. We like to think so. I'm delusional, but it's cool. I'm delusional too. Whatever. Yeah, we hope you guys have... Had a good week. Yeah. We've Staying a, healthy. Right. We've had a pretty good week, I guess. Yeah. Our fun Saturday was taking up like half the day. Getting an oil change and some tires, new tires on the car. Yeah. So yeah. that was always, that's fun. It's kind of dumb how, um, I mean, I understand maintenance on a vehicle takes time or whatever, but it's kind of dumb when it takes your entire day. Yeah. It took a lot of the day. Yeah. So we, we got to kind of do some things, which was fun, and get out and about. But while we're waiting on one vehicle, uh, I followed you there, or you followed me there, and then we went yeah. and took my vehicle and went off and got to do a few things. So that was good. Yeah, but we still, I still ended up waiting at the dealership for like two hours. Yeah. Before I got to leave, which was a, it's a day sucker, but it's right. necessary. Right. And I needed new tires. Apparently, when they took my tires off my car, some of the tread or the what did they say the wire was showing through. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know. It was uh, well, they're they just sent making us, that up. I'm just kidding. They sent us the video. Yeah, you know yeah. the car with no wheels on it and the wheels next to it, and yeah, it was bad. Yeah, but it was know, time. I have new tires now. That's right, and then I got to go put together a bassinet for our soon to come baby. Baby grandbaby boy. Yeah, grandbaby boy. I was like, not my baby boy. Yeah, no. Grandbaby boy. Let's, we're not trying to do that. No, I'm not capable of doing that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I'm good. Right? But, yeah. So, yeah, no, pretty good week. Uh, and then, of course, we've got tax season. Yeah. Is that like a cuss word? <laughs> tax season. Tax season is coming up. It's about time to start filing the taxes. So uh, the folks that get some money back, good for you. Those that have to pay in, not so good for you. Yeah, let's just file early and get it over with is right? my, just my theory. pull the Band-Aid off. Let's get this done. Yes, yeah. But on to happier stuff. I'm trying to plan Michaela's baby shower uh-huh. in the middle of all my chaotic, busy life. And I am hoping I can get it planned and we can get it done. You know what we're going to do? What? You know what we're going to do. <laughs> no. We're going to plan it tomorrow night. We're just going to get the... No, we're not. We're not? 
I'm going to be gone tomorrow oh, night. Oh, Tuesday night. <laughs> Tuesday night, we are going to send out the invitations to do the invite. We're going to send out the invitations to do the invite? Well, send out the <laughs> invite. <laughs> invitations. Same thing. Come on. Work with me here. No, I would like to send out invitations to invite you to a baby shower. <laughs> but I haven't. It's not ever set. So you'll get the real invitation later. I guess it's a save the date. <laughs> right there you go <laughs> it's silly that's awesome no we do Thanks need for to picking on me, babe. I, I love like you <laughs> that's good stuff. we do need to get it together and hopefully get it yes set before yes before the baby is born because that's what a baby shower is about but mm-hmm. plus she wants pictures of her pregnant belly at her baby shower and i get it like, yeah that makes well, sense and then too we've got some stuff to buy for her that we want to buy you know and i just need to like make you get to open up the computer and do it. <laughs> no, I do. I need to. I but just anyway. Not that you yeah. need to hear about us and all the things that we got yeah. going on. It's it's always crazy. We stay busy, especially me, and I sometimes tend to overload my plate a little bit. Yeah. Someone needs to rein me in on commitments, but oh well, I'll be all right. Yeah, I'll be all. Right. I will survive. Anyway, um, yeah. So let's talk about today. What we're, is today? Duh, we're doing today's, <laughs> today is, <laughs> we're doing a uh, part two of the Zodiac today. Heck yeah. We're going to wrap this up. Okay. So quick summary. Last week we talked about the legend uh, that the Zodiac became and who he killed and injured because some people did survive his attacks. Thank How, God. Some right. Did. Yes. How he taunted police for years with letters, including the ciphers that he sent. Because, you know, he would send letters and postcards, but but and with, you know, remember his scorekeeping at the end of mm-hmm. a lot of his letters. Yeah. But he also sent the ciphers, which um, were like some of them are still unsolved to this day. Yeah. And um, we also talked about the victims he claimed, but that weren't connected to him. Like the police sergeant who was shot in his car one night, remember that one? And the mm-hmm. police were like, no, we don't think it is a Zodiac killing, but he literally claimed him. Yeah. So I still don't understand why they don't think it was his. But we talked about Kathleen Johns and her baby and how they were abducted, how she escaped and identified the Zodiac based on the composite drawing that she saw at the police station. Mm-hmm. We also talked about how right after he killed the cab driver, two police officers had actually talked to him. Yes. And the reason I want to remind everybody about what we talked about last week is because it's relevant in this week's okay. episode also. Because usually I don't go into the detail like this when I recap a, a part, on a part two, but yeah. it is relevant to this one. So, um, And the last thing we talked about before we ended last week's episode was how um, Paul Avery, the Chronicle reporter, had gotten a letter that they took as a they took seriously as a threat to him, and he reported about it in an article. And during the research on this article, it also came to his attention that there were similarities between the Zodiac's confirmed murders and the murder of Sherry Joe Bates that had happened four years earlier. Okay. So that's where we pick up today is is Sherry Joe Bates. All right, sounds good. So, eighteen year old Sherry Joe Bates. Was I like saying that name, Sherry Joe? Yeah, it's, it's not a California name. It isn't. It's a Kentucky Appalachian Hills type. You think? <laughs> I think so. Really? Sherry Joe. <laughs> or Oklahoma, <laughs> where we're at. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. So she was a student at Riverside College in Riverside, California. She went to the library on campus 
on the night of October 30th, 1966, and it's believed that while she was inside, her car was disabled. Um, it was found, I think a distributor cap was missing later. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was found 100 yards from the alley that she was actually killed in. She was found beaten and stabbed in that alley. She had been stabbed many times, and her throat was cut. There was no sign of robbery or sexual molestation, and there were no witnesses. So they don't know how she actually got into the alley because there was no there was no one to say, oh, yeah, we saw her get out of her car and a guy yeah. was there or anything like that. Yeah. Police found a man's Timex watch at the crime scene, though, um, along with a military-style heel print that showed an 8 to 10 shoe size. They eventually traced the watch to a military base, possibly in England, which I found interesting. That is interesting. Right. Um, How did they do that? I don't know. I guess through the the serial numbers of where it was sent to and sold from? They have ways of doing that, so I don't know. But the shoes that they think may have been sold at nearby March Air Force Base. Okay. Which kind of makes sense to me. It's a nearby base and someone's wearing military Attire. Yeah. Yeah. Investigators determined that the watch was ripped from the attacker's wrist during the attack, and the watch time stopped at 1224, but the exact time of the crime is is unknown. Mm-hmm. They can only place it between certain time frame, you right. know, like after 1224. Okay. Or right around that time, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So we know she was first considered a victim of Zodiac in October of 1969. Riverside Police, along with the, the letter Paul Avery received, noted the similarities in the cases between Riverside and Napa. In November of 1970, the media heard about the possible connection and also ran the story. Zodiac detectives met with detectives handling Sherry's case and concluded that the Zodiac was the killer. So they did confirm that he yeah. he killed her. Yeah. But in March of 1971, the LA, the LA Times received a Zodiac letter where he, he also claimed responsibility for okay. Sherry's murder. Okay. So one of his subsequent letters, he did say, yep, I did it. All right. An interesting note on this one, though, is that a confession letter was mailed anonymously from Riverside in November of 1966 and sent to both the police and the Riverside Press Enterprise newspaper. It included details of the murder that had not been released to the public, which would tell you this is the person who did it, right? Yeah. In December of 1966, a morbid poem was found scratched into a desk in the library and was later attributed to the Zodiac Killer. And finally, in April of 1967, three more letters were sent to the police and newspaper, as well as Sherry's father. And these were also attributed to the Zodiac, although an article I read said that a man later claimed he was just a troubled teen who actually wrote those letters, and he apologized for all of it. Yeah. Like, could you imagine writing phony letters like you're the killer? Right. But, But, yeah. It means the confession letter and the poem were not written by the Zodiac. That's what, like, if this is true. Mm-hmm. But then I wonder where he got the details if the police hadn't released them yet. Right. So which letters was he claiming responsibility for writing? The one sent sure. to the dad and, and stuff or the one, all of it? I, yeah, I was I a little know. confused about yeah. it. Okay. I don't know. So this one really bothered me. Well, didn't the, and you may talk about it, but. They thought that the Zodiac may was a student there at the school or was worked there at the library, mm-hmm, yeah. possibly. Yeah, I think 
Because I know in part one, when you were talking about it, I was wondering, I was like, okay, I know the Zodiac Killer killed this girl at a college. And then you reminded me by, okay, we're talking about it today. Yeah, yeah. And I think I actually talk about it in the suspect section of okay. this. But okay. I'm not 100%. 100% I do, yeah. I mean, I do know, like, I did read that when I was doing the research right. on it. And yeah, he did. There was a guy who worked at the library. Yeah, it's in my suspect section, I sure. think, on, on the timeline here. But okay. So the next one... We talked about briefly last week. It's the postcard that Paul Avery received from the Zodiac in March of 71, mm-hmm. where he claimed responsibility for the disappearance of Donna Lass. But he didn't give he we didn't give any details last week, just okay. that he got this postcard. Uh-huh. Donna was a nurse at the Sahara Tahoe Hotel and Casino, and she had worked until about 2 a.m. on September 6th of 1970. Later that day, both Donna's employer and her landlord received a call from a man claiming that she had left town for a family emergency. She was actually never seen again, but what looked like a gravesite was found on a nearby club property. However, her body still has never been found. Like that gravesite was empty or that the hole that was dug or whatever. Hmm. The only link to the Zodiac is the postcard that Paul Avery received. It was made from a collage of advertisements and magazine letters that had been cut out and it had a scene from an advertisement for Forest Pines condominiums. If you remember this from last yes, week. Yes, yes. With the text saying, quote, Sierra Club, stop victim 12, peek through the pines, past Tahoe areas, and and around in the snow. It, it had the Zodiac's signature cross-circle symbol in both the place of the return address and the lower right section of the, the front of the postcard. Mm-hmm. And it's thought that the text was actually telling everyone where to find Donna's body. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, giving some clues to where you could locate. Yeah, yeah. Again, taunting mm-hmm. police though, yes. and and cryptic stuff. You right, know, like he didn't right. handwrite this one out like he sure. did the other ones. He did it in like magazine print and all this kind of. He took some time to put this together. Yeah, and these these hints that he puts are are really vague, mm-hmm. but also dead on if you think about it. Like, go to the Sierra Club. I got my twelfth victim. Look yeah. through the pine trees. Go past the Lake Tahoe area. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And look I'm around. Giving in the you snow. a rant. Yeah, I'm giving you a general area, but I'm not gonna. But it doesn't seem like giving you the total coordinates. Exactly. Okay. So. Okay. But they never found her, and most likely, if if according to these clues, if she was killed out in the woods like that, he she's probably animal degradation. You know, sure. like she was. I hate to be like. Well, yeah, that but is she true. was probably ripped apart. Yeah. Eaten yeah. and just mm-hmm. not mauled and. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they probably wouldn't find anything. Right. So then in November of 1972, Bill Baker from the Santa Barbara County Sheriff's Office speculated that the 1963 murders of a young couple in Santa Barbara County might have also been victims of the Zodiac. On June 4th, 1963, Robert Domingos and his fiance Linda Edwards were shot to death on a beach near Lompoc on Senior Ditch Day. Could you imagine? Ooh. I know, right? First off, can you imagine being engaged your senior year of high school? No. no. But, you know, it's a different it's time. It's a thing, yeah. So, yeah, and sure. people do that. Mm-hmm. People still, I think, do that today, which is... Young love. Yeah. Anyway, so, but senior ditch day is a thing. I know I looked forward to yeah. it. Yeah. Avery, our youngest daughter, her, she was like, Mom, can I do senior ditch day? But I want to stay home. Like, do you remember <laughs> that? Her yeah. senior year? Yeah. I was just like... It's senior ditch day. Go do something with your friends if you're going to ditch school, you know, right? <laughs> get out yeah. of the house. But yeah. um, 
everyone looks forward to this. It's a thing. Like, you don't think, oh, I'm going to go get killed today. It's sad. But it could be the birth of another urban legend if you think about it. Don't do senior ditch day. You're going to die. True. It's bad. It's a scare tactic. <laughs> don't listen to them. I know. Anyway, police believed the killer had attempted to bind them, but they freed themselves and tried to run. The killer shot them repeatedly in the back and chest with a 22 caliber weapon. He then placed their bodies in a small shack and tried to unsuccessfully burn the shack down. It's speculation, but it does sound like a Zodiac crime scene, at least with the details that we have. Mm -hmm. But these were never actually ever tied to him, and I don't believe the case is solved. So it could be a Zodiac, Zodiac killing. But just a uncertainty here. Yep. So finally, we're at the last letter that the Zodiac sent. He didn't send anything for nearly three years after he, after he sent the postcard to Paul Avery. Okay. Then suddenly on January 29th, 1974, the Chronicle got a letter where Zodiac praises the Exorcist movie as being, quote, the best satirical comedy that I have ever seen, oh, end wow. quote. <laughs> <laughs> I still watch The Exorcist and still get the heebie-jeebies. I don't consider it a comedy at all. No. It also included a snippet verse from the Mikado and an unusual, unidentified symbol at the bottom that is still a mystery to researchers today. It's not a symbol he's ever used before. Okay. He concluded this final letter with me, 37, SFPD, zero. Once again, showing a score, but claiming 37 victims. Yeah. Like, that's nuts. Mm -hmm. Now, the Chronicle and the police did receive a few more letters between 1974 and 2007. But none of them were able to be authenticated and didn't appear to match the Zodiac's writing or carry his signature cross sim circle symbol. So it's debatable yeah. about whether they were actually from them. Okay. Or from Zodiac. Zodiac, yeah. So let's talk about a few of the suspects in this case. There were a lot of them. Oh, if you remember from last week's time. episode, over 2,000 over yeah, the years. That's crazy. But we're going to talk about the ones that really stood out from the others. So we're going to go over 1,000 of them. Uh, no. Just kidding. <laughs> okay, 100. No, just I'm going to name all 2,500 plus. No. Oh, no. my gosh. No, no one has time for that. So we're going to start with Arthur Lee Allen, because he was a, actually a well-known one. Was mm -hmm. He was really focused on in the movie with Jake Gyllenhaal and Robert Downey Jr. Um, as a side note, I love that movie. Okay, so we go have check it, it on out. DVD. Go check it out if you haven't seen it. <laughs> It showed how obsessed. It is good. Yeah, it showed how obsessed people got with this case. It really mm -hmm. focused on this one guy who was writing about the Zodiac, you know, and and he really he got so into it that he ends up getting divorced and losing his family and all this kind of stuff because he was so obsessed with the Zodiac. Yeah, I love that movie. But Arthur Lee Allen was a viable su suspect, though the evidence was all circumstantial. He was interviewed early on in the investigation, and he was searched several times over the course of 20 years, but he was never arrested, and there was never any solid evidence ag against him. Mm -hmm. Arthur died in 1992, and some of the circumstantial evidence they had on him was that he was seen in the Lake Berryessa area on the day of that attack. One of his friends reported to police that he had told him how he wanted to kill people. He used the name Zodiac during some conversations with them, and he fixed a flashlight to the end of a gun to see at night, to help him see at night. Okay, and if you that? Like, well, if you yeah. remember, he used some guns, and he shined a flashlight in his victim's eyes. Oh, okay. So yeah. gotcha. it's, it's relatable. Sure. 
True. It was also noted that he was discharged from the Navy under other than honorable discharge. He was fired from his elementary school teaching job because of sexual misconduct with students. And even though most people thought well of him in general, it was also said that he was fixated on children and hated women. However, this still doesn't tie Zodiac yeah. vibes to him. Yeah. This is just, in general, his background. Just scumbag. Yeah. He was arrested and served two years in prison for sexually assaulting a 12-year-old boy in oh 1974. Gosh. Okay. Also not a Zodiac thing. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Because Zodiac true. never sexually assaulted any of his victims. He just killed just them. Just killed them. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's bad that he just killed them, but it's good that he didn't. I mean, yeah. I hate to give a murderer a, a good attribute, but most murderers have some sexual motivation to them. So to be able to say the Zodiac killed these people and he was a mystery and all that kind of stuff, but he never like a sexually assaulted any of them. Yeah. yeah. He left them their dignity, I guess, in that mm-hmm. way. There was more, but in the end, they had the Zodiac's DNA and some fingerprints. And when compared to Arthur's DNA after his death, it did not match. So rule him out. Yeah. Even if even though it was after his death in 1992, he was finally ruled out. Okay. The next ones we'll run through fairly quickly so we can talk about the one who has been identified by the solving of the cipher. Yes. So we have Ross Sullivan, who was a library assistant at Riverside City College. Yeah, this is the okay. guy you were asking about. Okay. He was suspected by coworkers who said he went missing for several days after Sherry Joe's murder. He was reported to have resembled sketches of the Zodiac and wore military-style boots with yep. footprints. Yep, I remember like those this. found, Yeah, like those found at the Lake Berryessa crime scene, not just the one in the alley. And he was hospitalized multiple times for bipolar disorder and schizophrenia. Think of this. If, what, if, what if you're the Zodiac, right? And you're mm-hmm. like, I'm going to kill this chick, mm-hmm. but I'm going to also... I'm going to look like I'm pinning on this guy. Like, I'm going to say, okay, what is he wearing? Oh, he's got military boots. I go get military oh. boots. And I do things that are similar to just set him up and just to throw Have a fall people, guy? Yeah, throw people off. Anyway. Well, and if you think about it, I mean, that makes that would make sense if, if you're planning. And But Sherry Joe Bates would have been one of his first kills. Yeah, because he's cryptic and he loves to do that. And he likes puzzles and, and just throwing, doing, I don't know. Yeah, it's just very a, possible. Just a thought. So then there is Lawrence K., later known as Lawrence Kane. Kathleen Johns, who claimed to have been abducted by the Zodiac Killer, picked him out of a lineup. But Officer Dan Folk, who possibly observed the Zodiac Killer following the murder of Paul Stein, remember the cab driver? Yeah. Said that Lawrence closely resembled the man he had encountered as well. Lawrence worked at the same Nevada hotel as possible Zodiac victim Donna Lass. He was diagnosed with impulse control disorder after suffering brain injuries in a 1962 accident. He was arrested for voyeurism and prowling. Voyeurism, if you don't know, is where you get off on watching people who are naked or other people having sex. So you're just like a peeping Tom. Okay. Uh, Police informants accused Richard Marshall of being the Zodiac Killer, claiming that he privately hinted at being a murderer. He lived in Riverside in 1966 in San Francisco in 1969, close to the scenes of the Sherry Joe Bates and Paul Stein murder. He was a silent film enthusiast and projectionist, screening Segundo de Como's The Red Phantom in mm-hmm. 1907. I've heard of him. This one and then Ross Sullivan. Those two were like are the ones biggest. that stand out to you. Yeah. A name used by the author of a possible 1974 Zodiac letter. 
he he used the red phantom thing. Okay. Detective Ken Narlo said, "Quote: Marshall makes a makes good reading, but is not a very good suspect in my estimation." End okay. quote. But he doesn't say why. Yeah. In 2007, Dennis Kaufman claimed that his stepfather, Jack Terrence, was the Zodiac. He turned several items over to the FBI, including a hood similar to the one worn by the Zodiac. According to the news sources, DNA analysis conducted by the FBI and the items was deemed inconclusive in 2010. So I guess they just couldn't get a match or maybe they couldn't get a good sample. I don't know. In 2009, former lawyer Robert Tarbox said that in the early 1970s, a merchant mariner walked into his office and confessed to him that he was the Zodiac Killer. I like this story. Okay. The man whose name he would not reveal described his crimes briefly but persuasively enough to convince Robert. The man said he was trying to stop himself from his opportunistic murder spree but never returned to see Robert again. So Robert took out a full-page ad in the Vallejo Times-Herald that he claimed would clear the name of Arthur Lee Allen as the killer which was reportedly his only reason for revealing the story 30 years after the fact. Robert Graysmith, the author of several books on Zodiac, said Robert's story was entirely plausible. So it's very possible that the actual Zodiac walked into this lawyer's office and said, I'm the killer. Yeah. But he won't say who. Right. So also in 2009, an episode of the History Channel television series Mystery Quest looked at newspaper editor Richard Gajkowski. Mm-hmm. During the time of the murders, Richard worked for Good Times, a San Francisco counterculture newspaper. His appearance resembled the composite sketch, and Nancy Slover, the Vallejo police dispatcher, was contacted by the Zodiac shortly after Blue Rock Springs, the Blue Rock Springs attack, identified a recording of Richard's voice as being the same as the Zodiac. Hmm. In February of 2014, it was reported that Louis Joseph Myers had confessed to a friend in 2001 that he was the Zodiac killer after learning that he was dying from cirrhosis of the liver. He requested that his friend Randy Kenny go to the police upon his death. Lewis died in 2002, but Kenny allegedly had difficulties getting officers to cooperate and take the claim seriously. There were several potential connections between Lewis and the Zodiac case. He attended the same high school as victims David Faraday and Betty Lou Jensen and supposedly worked in the same restaurant as victim Darlene Farron. During 1971 to 1973, when no Zodiac letters were received, Lewis was stationed overseas in the military. So it's very possible that's why they didn't get Mm, any letters. Okay. His friend Randy said that Lewis confessed that he had targeted couples because he had a bad breakup with a girlfriend. Could you imagine that being your motivation for killing people? Yeah, but I mean, who's to say with these these guys that do kill? Well, look at people who do school shootings. You bullied me. I'm going to kill you all. Right. Yeah. So while officers associated with the case are skeptical, they believe the story is credible enough to investigate if Randy could produce credible evidence. And I'm not sure if he ever did. Okay. Ted Kaczynski also known as the Unabomber, was investigated for possible connections to the Zodiac Killer in 1996. He worked in Northern California at the time of the Zodiac murders and, like the Zodiac, had an interest in cryptography and threatened the press into publishing his communications. He was ruled out by both the FBI and SFPD based on fingerprints and handwriting comparison but and the fact that he wasn't in California during some of the known Zodiac activity. Mm-hmm. But it's worth mentioning. It's also worth mentioning that they suspected and looked into all the men in the Manson family. 
but we're able to roll them out. Okay. <laughs> I know, right? All right. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, they're looking everywhere. Sure. Retired police detective Steve Hodell argued in his book, The Black Dahlia Avenger, that his father, George Hodell, was the Black Dahlia killer, whose victims include Elizabeth Short. Mm-hmm. Remember the, the Black yep. Dahlia? Yep. There's an amazing podcast out about this as well called The Root of Evil. If you haven't heard it, go back and check it out. It's it's all about the Black Dahlia and, and George Hodell. I think so. Steve Hodell's book is what this podcast is based on. Mm-hmm. The book led to the release of previously suppressed files and wire recordings by the Los Angeles District Attorney's Office um, of his father, which showed that George Hodel had been a prime suspect in Elizabeth Short's murder. In a follow-up book, Steve argued a circumstantial case that George was also the Zodiac killer based on the police sketch, the similarity of the style of Zodiac letters when compared to the Black Dahlia Avenger letters, and he questioned document examination, but I don't know if it went any further than that. Mm -hmm. So... The good one, the coup de gras, was this. On October 6, 2021, the Case Breakers, an independent team of 40 former law enforcement investigators, military intelligence officers, and journalists, claim to have identified the Zodiac Killer by deciphering one of the ciphers. The Case Breakers have requested that the police test the Zodiac Killer's DNA evidence to confirm it matches the DNA of this person. I don't know the status of this yet, but let's talk about this, Okay. I'm sure most of you, if you follow this case at all, you know that there's a documentary about this team called The Code Breakers showing how they are working on deciphering this Zodiac cipher that has stumped everyone for over 50 years. It's the main source of frustration in this case, and I believe it was the way the Zodiac really got away with it and became a sort of household name. In my opinion, he used the ciphers as a distraction. Like, they aren't going to investigate these scenes in depth because they're like, this guy said his name's in here. Right. Let's get these. Let's, let's crack these. Focus them over here. He's getting them over this. Yeah, way. I think he used this as a, a tactic to to take their eye off the ball. Yeah, you're I not mean, gonna I, find I, me. Yeah, I mean, I think he also. I mean, he liked the game. Yeah, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Not only the game of and getting off on killing people, but then having these guys try to crack this code. Yeah, he created these ciphers that challenged people with promises that they would catch him if they could figure out his puzzles, Mm -hmm. which is the ultimate distraction, in my opinion, because people, human nature, you're like going to jump on this, right? right? Right. Oh my gosh, his name is in here. Let's solve these. Okay. Instead of going and looking at actual evidence that's going to point us to the right guy. Yeah. Does that make sense? That's just my opinion. No, yeah, but yeah, it's a good one. So we know the Zodiac sent several ciphers, The first one was solved by hand by a couple the day after it hit the papers. So it was an easy one. The ease of how this first one was solved was really what irked the FBI because the ciphers just got harder. And the one that took over 50 years to solve, the infamous 340 cipher, Mm -hmm. the the main reason this team formed was to solve it. And they knew that it would be a challenge. Like, they got together and were like, let's just do this. Let's put all this time and effort. So they used a computer software program to determine several things that if you really want to dig in and find out I've linked a couple or I will link a couple of articles and you can watch the documentary the hunt for the Zodiac killer um I think it's on Amazon Prime but it also might be on Netflix yeah, I can't remember I remember watching the hunt I, I I watched most of it and then I don't think I got to really watch the last one where they actually finally did but I remember okay. seeing the news come out from yeah. this team so the 340 cipher was confirmed to be solved by the FBI, which is huge. And it was a solved it was solved on December 5th, 2020. Um, this one did not say who he was, though. It did not have his name in it. 
Okay. But they knew they solved it because it talks about how he wasn't on the TV show and it taunts police by saying he hopes they're having fun trying to find him. Mm. Like he's just blatant in this thing. Yeah. So while this cipher was solved and it is a huge deal, it is not the smoking gun that actually led them to the Zodiac. And okay. what I'm about to tell you is going to frustrate the crap out of you because I don't think they've identified the Zodiac. Oh, gosh. So unrelated to the cipher, a team of specialists who work on cold cases and mysteries are the ones who said that they identified who the Zodiac killer is and have provided a ton of evidence to support their findings, right? But their ton of evidence really isn't that much. They identified him as Gary Francis Post in 2021, which is if you Google Zodiac, this is going to pop up first. Okay. Okay. If you just put Zodiac killer in, the first articles that come up are going to be about Gary Francis Post. Okay. He died in 2018, but prior to his death, he gave away some firearms and ammunition that police believe could provide key evidence in the case. They're looking for the guns that... Like a 22s and... And the 32... 38. Or 38, yeah. Yeah. Like, they're looking for specific stuff. He also has scars on his forehead that match the scars on the composite sketch. They are testing what they have, and I'm sure once they know, we'll know too. But what we do know is he was an Air Force veteran. He became a house painter. He died at the age of 80, and he was said to have led a team of assassins in his hometown that he recruited and trained himself. But the FBI says the Zodiac case is still open. The Z-13 and Z-34 ciphers are still unsolved, which are the ones. The Z-13 one is the one that says, hello, my name is blank. Right. And then it has this 13 character cipher underneath it. Sure. And then the Z-34 cipher is the one that tells them about the bomb, where he planted the bomb. Mm -hmm. And then it has the 34 um, character cipher at the bottom of it. Yeah. Those are still unsolved. Mm. They have not been solved. There is a guy named who was like fecal something who I can't, I can't say his name, Zerue or something. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He says he saw, he used the same code breaking key that they used on the 340 cipher yeah. to solve both of those yeah. ciphers. And he says the guy is the suspect Lawrence K. But if you look at Lawrence's picture and you compare it to the Zodiac composite, which I know right. is just a composite drawing, right. they're not even close. Yeah. This, but what if the Zodiac knew who these other suspects were, some of them, like through police reports or, or somehow he found out or knew and he was able to make ciphers that were um, pointing to other people, not him so much. I don't know, but don't know. the fact that there are still two ciphers that are not solved, mm-hmm. and I consider it unsolved because whoever this one guy is that used the Z340 cipher key or whatever, mm-hmm. I think there's there's faultiness there. Like, I just don't, I don't trust it. I'm going to let this team solve these ciphers too. Since they've solved the 340 cipher, get on the Z13 and the Z34. Let's sure. see what you can do with this. Sure. Because... I think they're going to be the ones who can confirm who this guy is. But Gary Francis Post may actually not be the Zodiac. Right. It's still unsolved, in my opinion. Dang. We still don't know. Wow. And that's just based on I my... I thought it was a done deal. I know, right? Everyone is excited about this, too. Like, everyone who follows this case probably saw those articles because the articles literally start with Zodiac case solved, um, Zodiac killer identified. But if you actually read the articles... 
They are not, not solved. So much, it huh? is not a done deal. It's mm. not. They need to test his DNA. Right. Well, it's like the Hillside Strangler, how we they caught finally. Through DNA. Yeah, got And it. not even finally. like direct DNA. It was through familial DNA, through like one yes. of those Ancestry.com things right. or whatever. Right. Yeah. So that was really awesome. Yeah, I mean, that that's great. That's them. Yeah, that is but great. This one still eludes us, huh? Yeah, okay. I I don't I don't consider this a solved case. All right. And neither do the FBI. So. All right. Well, let <laughs> us know what you guys think by contacting us at Wickedness True Crime and the Unknown at yahoo.com. Check us out on our website at Wickedness True Crime and the Unknown.com and follow us on Instagram at Wickedness True Crime. And on Anchor at anchor.fm slash wickedness, where you can support us if you feel like it by clicking on that support button. Please do. Yes, and we would love to hear from you and rate us and review us um, so we can reach more listeners. As always, thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.